A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST sponsored by Casabella. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. A companion post to this episode containing show notes appears on deadspin.com, and you should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to joliecare at gmail.com, or just chat with me in the comments at Deadspin. My guest today is Casey Johnston, who is an editor at The Wirecutter and The Sweet Home, as well as the author behind the column, Ask a Swole Woman, which you can find on the hairpin. Most importantly, she is my friend and one of my personal heroes. Hi, Casey. Welcome back to the studio. Oh my God, thank you so much. I'm excited to have you here. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since the last time you were here. Yeah, it's been like over a year. Definitely over a year. Yeah, it's been a while. And you have questions for me. I do. I'm psyched. I like it when my guests have questions for me i mean i try to keep things clean yeah i know you do (laughs) um you guys can probably guess since i have i have the swole woman in the house that we're going to talk about gym stuff um i did a big gym episode earlier this summer casey and i are going to focus more on gym accessories today um and we're we're really excited about it before we get into it i want to remind you that i offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to my premium subscribers If you would like to help underwrite my show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person, the podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash askacleanperson to check out all the packages I'm offering and to select the level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps me so much, and I'd love to hear from you if there are rewards you'd like me to consider making available. Speaking of patrons, I have a new Ask a Clean Person, the podcast corporate sponsor, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be partnering with Casabella. I've been recommending and using Casabella's products for years, especially their microfiber and sparkle sponges. Love those sparkle sponges. In addition to underwriting this weird little cleaning show that you love so much, Casabella is offering 15% of 15% discount to my listeners. Use the promo code CLEANPERSON, all one word, at checkout for 15% off. To learn more about their great line of products, really, you guys, go look at those sparkle sponges. They're just amazing. Um, Check out their website at casabella.com. That's C-A-S-A-B-E-L-L-A.com. And we have some new patrons to thank as well. So big, big thank you to Kathleen Bergen, Elizabeth Fromer, Miriam Figueroa, and Porter Muski. Hey, Porter. Um, all right, so we're going to head right into uh, the first question, which is actually Casey's question. So I'm just going to have you tell me. You don't even need to read it because it's just like Casey's going to ask me a question. <laughs> all right. Uh, my question is, so I go to a gym that's very like sort of uh, basic down and dirty black iron kind of place mm-hmm. where uh, we don't even have like those sort of rubber coated plastic covered plates. They're just like raw iron plates. Oh, okay. So when it gets humid in the gym, they oxidize and they get rusty. Okay. So, but so that happens, but then it's also like everything is kind of rusty and dirty. So I get just from like resting them against like my shirt, I get a lot of rust stains mm-hmm. on my shirts, on my shorts. 
and I need to know how to get them out because I wash my clothes and the rust does not come out. Right. So I hope they're not stained, but... Well, they they may be stained. I think we can reverse it. Mm-hmm. Um, they may be stained because they've gone through the dryer. Dryer will set a stain in. Oh, boy. Um, but let, let, me, let me talk to you about... And there, there are probably some things we can do to reverse that. Um, but let me talk generally to you about rust stains. So mm-hmm. rust stains are a very funny animal in the stain world. In that... There are products that you should not ever use to treat them because they will make the rusting much worse. Hmm. Um, one of the pro- products that you shouldn't ever use on a rusting is chlorine bleach. But similarly, you also should not ever use oxygen bleach. So that knocks out my old beloved, you know, OxyClean. You can't bleach those oh, really? stains. It's gonna it's gonna make those stains worse. Oh and my actually, um, my nightmare. When I did the last big gym episode i was talking about a carbona stain removal product that was a the, the stain devils formula they, they have a line of one through nine um and i believe it was number nine is for rust and perspiration and i couldn't figure out the the chemistry of why those two stains would be similar enough that they would be treated by the same product and i asked mm-hmm. the carbona people and they explained to me that actually what it is is that the perspiration part of it is actually treating the yellow pit stains that really happen because of the aluminum. Mm-hmm. And so the rust and the aluminum are oh, what are chemically... Sim- yes, okay. it was really fascinating. Um, so so first and foremost, when you're talking about treating a rust stain, you can use a rust stain remover specifically made for laundry, like the Carbona Stain Devil for rust and perspiration. You can also use a regular, a, a, a multi-purpose rust remover, something that you would re- use to remove rust, say, from your toilet, can also be used on your clothing. Oh, you God, do is need, it safe for the clothing? You do need to check to make sure the manufacturer instructions of the rust remover say that it is safe for the fabrics that you're treating. Okay. So you do need to take, you need to look at the fabric that you've got. You've got to look at the care label and say, okay, this is spandex this is cotton whatever it is and then you need to go look at the manufacturer instructions on the rust remover and make sure that it's safe for fabric many of them are some of them are not so you you do have to you do have to check that but don't worry casey i've got other things for you if if this all sounds too too (sighs) tenuous a little rich for my blood yeah i think we might need to take Um, it down a notch but let me but let me give you the name of one of the rust removers that i do um recommend which is wink it's uh, W-H-I-N-K, Wink, okay. which always sounds like a Price is Right game to me. Uh, <laughs> no, I guess I'm showing my age when I say that. Um, so those are things that you can use basically as a pretreatment, like the same way that you would use, you know, shout spray okay. or anything like that. You would use the, the liquid rusting removers and okay. then you would launder as usual. Okay. Um, however, there is another option for rust stains and it's very good and i've heard from a lot of people a lot a lot a lot of people who have used this method and they're like oh my god it works like a charm and it's a lot less scary than using a rust remover that can also be used on your toilet okay so here's what it is it's lemon juice and salt okay i think i've heard that before but that's one of those things where i'm like does that really it it really does you have to the technique is important to this so let me talk you through the technique that you want to use to to make lemon juice and salt effective on a rust stain because yeah i mean you're not just going to like squeeze a little lemon juice on and like presto it's gone there's actually a a technique involved here okay so what you're going to do 
is you're going to lay the garment flat. You're going to squeeze the juice all over the rustine, um, a fairly liberal amount of it. And then you're going to sprinkle salt over it. Again, a fairly liberal amount. You can use kosher salt. You can use table salt. Anyone is fine. Okay. I wouldn't necessarily recommend using your pink Himalayan sea salt because oh, no. that the, it's not Himalayan sea salt, Jolie. <laughs> 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 that was a very funny thing that I just said. Uh, at least I corrected myself. Um, and then the crucial thing is that you want to leave it for 24 hours. You need to let okay. the salt and the lemon juice have the chemical reaction with the rust to reverse the stain. So you want to just leave it be. It needs time to work. Then you'll you know brush or shake off the remaining salt and just launder the garment as usual. Co- cold water regular detergent nothing okay. else fancy but don't use your oxyclean don't use your chlorine bleach uh because that will that will make those stains worse god i have like a, so, a sort of corollary question which i think okay. is an hour guide to sunscreen but since i've become such a sunscreen person i have now um all of my white shirts like including this white shirt yep. that i'm wearing now is like orange on the inside yeah, from, from an ingredient from, called avobenzone yes <clears throat> excuse me and actually um, I did a sunscreen episode um, a few episodes back, and I talked about this. The avobenzone, when it gets in contact with, um, I think it's I think it's chlorine in the water. Mm-hmm. Yes, chlorine in the water system. It creates what is essentially a rust stain. Okay, and so you treat those stains exactly It'll the same, be the same. way. Okay. Lemon juice and salt. Exactly. I've, I've tried to use OxyClean no, on yeah. those stains and it turns them like orange, orange or like, exactly. um, like red. Yeah. It's exactly. insane. Yeah. So it's you terrifying. can't use, you can't, the, the sunscreen stains and the okay. rust stains are this, they behave exactly the same way, okay. both in terms of how you treat them and what you should not ever use on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The OxyClean will make them way worse. Yeah. I've had such worse. a wild so experience. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I just opt for formulas that don't have avobenzone. I have heard that, that, is a is a pretty critical ingredient. I don't. I haven't gotten sunburned with the non-avobenzone, but apparently there's sort of a, a longer term thing. So I'm not a sunscreen expert, and um, I, I should I should at least say that there may be some issues around avoiding that as an ingredient. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I, yeah, I think just my personal. You guys issue, are like, you guys are much more at the Sweet Home and Wirecutter. Right. You're much more the expert on that kind of thing. I think it's possible to have a good sunscreen without it. Um, but now my personal interest is such that since I've become a sunscreen person, I also wear a lot of white, like counterintuitively to me being like a fairly messy person. But so now all of my clothes are orange. So now I'm probably in my own personal self-interest going to force a like sunscreen pick that doesn't have avobenzone if this is a problem because we definitely had readers say oh it's turning my clothes orange right. and we're like oh it's this. i'll be i'll be really curious to see what you guys come up with for that because I, I you know i avoid the the avobenzone because of the stainy thing but you know i'm i'm not entirely confident that that's maybe the best choice so mm-hmm. I'm, i will i will wait we'll for look you. into it yes, for you I will, I will i will wait for you uh to tell me uh, if that is if that's an okay thing to continue doing, mm-hmm. um, I do want to just quickly mention um, lifting gloves. So um, Casey doesn't use lifting gloves, but lifting gloves are certainly a place where uh, rust stains, if you're going to get them, are probably going to be pretty common. You can definitely use if you have um, you know cloth fabric um, lifting gloves. You can use that rust stain remover or the lemon juice technique. Um, you probably are not going to end up with rust stains on the leather ones just by nature of the leather. But if you do, um, a leather cleaner and conditioner or saddle soap would do it. Um, I also want to just give you kind of 
very quick instructions about washing your lifting gloves, which is a thing you should be doing. Mm -hmm. um, you can, if they're launderable, meaning if they're fabric, um, you can just put them right in the wash and that's fine. If they're all leather and you can't launder them, you can use a, a sneaker deodorizing spray like the Kiwi Fresh Force or the Dr. Scholl's Odor X. That will help keep the, um, the odors at bay because they, they, they do get kind of stinky. So wanted to mention that as long as we're here talking about gym accessories, mm -hmm. we might as well do that. Um, let me, Casey, have you read this next question sure. from Sarah. Um, and we're going to talk about one of your favorite things, protein shakers. Okay. Sarah writes, hey, Julie, big fan, love your book. I have a cleaning question for you if you have a moment. I left a shaker bottle, uh, parentheses, water bottle for smoothies slash shakes. I'm... Side note, I'm very familiar. Yeah. For two weeks with some whey protein shake left in the bottom. Oh, God. <sighs> of course, whey is milk-derived, and it smelled like death. So I used a vinegar soak overnight, which did nothing. I decided to try the dishwasher. Didn't help, so I tossed the bottle. Well, now I have a smelly dishwasher. <laughs> it's a dishwasher drawer, and it reeks. I am kind of skeptical of vinegar for this since it didn't work on the water bottle. Any tips? Yes. Sarah from Seattle. Yeah. I have I have I have tips. Oh my so god. I have I, oh this I, problem. This problem this is, is like, like if we, you've if you've never smelled a shaker bottle the oh, like with old protein shake in it, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It's, yeah. it's awful. It's foul. so awful. It's foul. The fact that it was so bad that it polluted her dishwasher. I know is that's like incredible truly insane. Incredible. I've never heard of such a thing. I know. It's it's totally crazy. So I'm gonna talk about how to fix the dishwasher, but before I do that, I wanna talk to you guys about the protein shaker thing. Mm -hmm. Um protein shakers are not difficult to maintain, but there's one incredibly critical thing that you must do after every single use, and here is what it is. You must rinse it out. You must, must, must rinse it out immediately after you're done. As soon as you can get to a sink, you don't need to wash it. You just need to run some water in it, dump it out, run some more, dump it out, run it. You have to get that residual, the little last drops of the protein shake out of there because what happens is that powder coagulates it's pro it is literal protein it's just like leaving an egg egg residue in a pan for four hours and then you have to scrub it away using all of your might because <laughs> protein will seize up protein is just a, a real beastly kind of thing when it comes to cleaning if you if you rinse that eggy pan out right after you use it then it's super easy to go back and clean it four hours later if you don't rinse it you're going to be in for a world of hurt. The same thing applies to your protein shaker, your, your shake shakers, anything, especially if you're using any kind of protein powder in it. You must, 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 must rinse it out. Otherwise, that stuff is going to stick in there. It's going to stick to that, that shaker ball. It's going to make the shaker smell like death, and you're going to lose that shaker. Now, generally speaking, you guys know that I advocate for not immediately throwing things away. This is a case where she should not have even tried to have cleaned the shaker. She should have mm -hmm. just thrown it immediately away after it sat for two weeks with whey protein in the bottom. And here's why. The, the shakers themselves are porous and it absorbed that smell and there was no way you were going to get it out. Vinegar was not going to touch it. Bleach was not going to touch it. The dishwasher was not going to touch it. The dishwasher, on the other hand, is not porous. So we can clean that much more easily. Um, before I get into that, I do want to talk a little bit about um, once you've rinsed the protein shaker. So say, you know, say you go to the gym on your lunch hour and you, you have your protein shake, you rinse it out. Well, then later that evening, you're still going to have to get it into your sink and wash it or into your dishwasher and wash it. 
Um, a few things that you can try if, if just regular dishwashing isn't quite enough. Um, a long soak, just filling it with hot water and letting it soak, let the, let the water reconstitute the, the protein um, and then go in to, to clean it. Um, using a bottle brush is great for that. Casabella, the sponsor of today's episode, actually makes a whole huge line of bottle brushes. So um, if you need one for your protein shakers, please go use the discount code CLEANPERSON. It really does help me when you guys use that. Um, and I know Casabella will, will be really um, happy to see my, my listeners buying their products. Um, so go do me a solid and do that. Another old favorite of mine, denture tablets. I haven't talked about denture tablets oh. in a long time. But denture mm. tablets are a great little choice. Um, and of course, uh, our, another old favorite, the combination of baking soda and vinegar, um, which sort of creates that fizzy, fizzy action. And if you use that in concert with a bottle brush, you'll just kind of get in there and scrub everything away and, and it'll, and it'll be great. Um, so the, uh, the last thing to say, um, is that Sarah did indeed do the right thing in tossing this. Um, if, if your protein shaker does develop a smell that isn't coming out with, um, you know, one or two or three washes, it's it's just a goner. It's it's a it's a porous material. It's absorbed in odor, and just toss it and, and get a new one, and have maybe um, you know be be a little more mindful about the, about the importance of the rinsing mm-hmm. um, going forward. So now let's talk about this dishwasher. Dishwasher is easily solvable. I totally understand, Sarah, why you're skeptical of the vinegar because it didn't work on the on the protein shaker, but that we're talking about different materials. And as I said, your dishwasher is not porous. It's not it's not retaining the odors in its material. It's retaining it because it's it's the odors are shut in there. Um, so what you're going to do to clean uh, a dishwasher that has taken on an odor? In Sarah's case, um, she she needs to put a bowl or a cup of some sort in on the top rack of the dishwasher and she doesn't have a rack it's a drawer but she needs to put that in there and fill it with about one cup of white vinegar now if sarah if you're listening to this and you're like it's not gonna work jolie i don't want to use the vinegar don't use the vinegar you can use bleach you can use bleach they will both work easily as well i really promise you on that you can't use them together don't Mix them together. Dangerous mm. chemical reaction. Oh my God. One or the other, either or. Um, they will both work. Some people feel better about using bleach. Some people feel better about using white vinegar. Pick your poison. But don't mix them together because you'll make literal poison. And I want you to do that. Um, once you've put the cup of either bleach or vinegar in, in the rack, you're going to run the dishwasher otherwise empty. Nothing else in it. Now, this is not going to apply to Sarah because we already know the source of the smell in her case and also because she has a, a drawer-style one. But generally speaking, if you have a dishwasher that's taken on an odor, the first thing you want to do before you run the cup of vinegar or bleach is you want to go down underneath the bottom rack of the dishwasher and you want to get into the drain, put on a pair of rubber gloves for this because it's disgusting and you don't want to touch this with your bare hands, I promise you. I've touched all manner of gross things with my bare hands and I would not go in there with bare hands. <laughs> you want to put on your gloves and you want to get in there and you want to scoop out. There is ass- assuredly debris in, an, in a normal smelling dishwasher situation that didn't come from a specific source of a protein shaker. What's happening is that food particles are collecting and getting caught in the drain, and they're basically rotting down there. So you want to clean that out. Then you want to run the one cup of vinegar or bleach through it. So that is your; those are your your basic uh, dishwashing cleaning instructions. 
Um, I am going to do more on dishwashers later this year. I'm trying to arrange to have uh, friends of the show, David Cho and Maureen O'Connor, come back together because we discovered shortly after Cho came on for the Sneakerhead episode uh, that both Maureen and David need needed help with their dishwashers and they were like okay we're both gonna go clean them this weekend and then we'll report back and i was like okay good then you'll come on the podcast together <laughs> it'll be funny i know i can't even relate to these problems because i haven't had a dishwasher had in years years i know i'm like tough tough break can i, can I bring my pots and pans <laughs> over right. guys like i'll please. deal with the smell exactly um all righty so this is a good time to take a quick break casey and i will be right back with more about your workout accessories this is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr. I'm here with the swole woman herself, Casey Johnston, and we've been talking about workout gear. Mm-hmm. This has been good so far. Oh, yeah, it's great. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about when we were talking about the protein shakers? <laughs> no. is, um, I want you to give a shout out to your guide to um, protein powder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I work at, uh, did we just say this? I work at New York Times Wire Cutter. Yeah. And so we have a guide to protein powder, whey protein powder. Um I believe the pick is Optimum Nutrition Gold Standard Protein Powder. Okay. Um, if you're interested in why and how we came to that conclusion, there's a whole guide online that you can read. We did a whole taste test. Yeah, the taste test like, was really funny, too. Oh, my God. We did two flavors, vanilla and chocolate. We tried them with both water and milk. I think we did 10 different powders. Oh, and my gosh. Everyone was, like, everyone was excited to do that. <laughs> they were like, this will be fun. And then by, like, two... Two like <laughs> candidates and everyone was like, "Oh my god, what have we done? I this cannot, is such a nightmare." I cannot drink another sip of protein. Powder. Yeah, they're they're tr- like protein is like barely tolerable mm-hmm. if you're just like trying to throw it back. If you're trying to taste like deliberately taste it, it's. Ugh. We really, we really like went to the mat for our readers <laughs> to find a good protein powder. So please, please, please go read it. Please go read it. Please buy the protein powder. Please buy powder. the protein powder. <laughs> I mean, um, it's a protein powder that I've used for a really long time. It was like the first one that I've ever used. And I went and made the whole tour of all of the protein powders, like both on my own time and for this guide. And it's just, it is like the best protein the best powder in, yeah. my, in, in my personal opinion. And our research shows. Yeah. So. And it was a fascinating guide. I mean, I don't I don't use protein powders for a whole lot of reasons. Um, but I read the guide because I really was <laughs> I, it was fascinating. And it was funny, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the things that I like so much about the wire cutter in the sweet home. You, you know, you guys take your your jobs and your research and your testing so seriously and, and you're so diligent. And I know because I'm often used as an expert mm-hmm. when. Um, you know, when a writer is, is getting started on a guide before they start the testing, a lot of times they'll call me up and they'll be like, what should I be looking for in a toilet brush? You know, <laughs> what do you what do you think about robot vacuums before we even begin testing? Right. Um, and then I see the final result and I'm like, God, the man hours that have gone into this. But yep. also 
there's so much personality still in it, even though it's highly technical and highly researched and very serious. Mm-hmm. You're real people, and it comes through. Yeah, we um, always one of our in sort a way of... that in a way, and I don't and I don't mean this to knock what they do because they they do good and important work, but in a way that never comes through with consumer reports or good housekeeping testing. Yeah, you just don't get the sense of the person who was doing it. Yeah, totally. You know? I mean, it's one of the sort of like tips or directives we give to a writer especially one who's sort of like really lost and like bogged down in the details we're just like if you were writing an email to a friend like about what to get what would you say to them and that's like the tone we try to take the approach we try to take so which is i think a lot of the approach that i take to writing my column which is that i'm going to give you a lot of technical information here Mm -hmm. but i'm going to do it in exactly the way that i would be writing an email to my friend and it is the way that i write emails to my friend which you probably know because you've gotten those (laughs) emails from me i'm like "Uh, 100 percent. you know here we go um all righty so let's do um we have another question um i really like this one because it falls it falls right at the intersection of kind of clean stuff personal grooming stuff workout stuff a little bit of lady stuff which i think you and i both care really deeply about oh of Um, course i definitely want you to talk about your experiences with this um both as you know someone who used to do a lot of cardio and now who does a lot of lifting Mm -hmm. um i just think you'll have a lot to add to this on a on a really personal level totally okay here we go sarah writes hey girl I'm not sure if this is in your wheelhouse, but I figured I'd ask. I've recently gained a bit of weight due to an injury, and I'm having trouble with heat rash for the first time. Sweating like crazy from April to October is expected when you live in Houston, and I've been getting mega heat rash for the past month. I'm mostly a skirts-slash-dress kind of girl, so I figured wearing bike shorts would help, so my sweaty inner thighs aren't chafing when I'm out and about. It helped that, but I also got a bacterial infection in my lady parts. Is there a way to ease the heat rash pain that won't leave me with problems elsewhere? Help. Yes, there, there for sure is. There are actually a lot of different ways. Um, and before we get into the different ways, I want to say that this is one of those um, one of those places where you should try a few different methods and products out and see which one works and feels the best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that that's a really important message to deliver whenever we talk about kind of the more personal grooming things that... A solution that works for one person may not work for another, um, and there may be a little bit of a trial and error process that goes on here, and that's fine. I just want to set you up to expect that, so you don't try something and go like, "That didn't work. That mm-hmm. was that was bad advice." Like, there's there's no there's no one way to skin a cat with this one, um, mm-hmm. but there are some good things. So, I have a few um, I have a few suggestions. And Casey, if there's anything um, that you have thought of or have used that I don't mention here, just pop right in and, sure. and let me know. Um, so um, the, the first thing is to use a commercial chafing balm. I'm going to give you, a, there are a lot of them on the market, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and if you guys listening out there have favorite brands that you really like, definitely write to me, joliecaregmail.com, or tweet at me and let me know what brand it is and what you like about it um, versus other brands that you've tried because it's, it's always really helpful for me to hear from real people who use these things. Um, so here are three brands that you can look out for. Uh, Body Glide is a very popular one. Gold Bond makes one that's called Friction Defense, which I really, really, really like that <laughs> one. Um, yeah, it's really intense. Um, and then there's another one called Sport Stick. Um, so there are three, but, you know, really lots of them. If you um, If you plug in... Uh, chafing balm into Amazon or Google, you'll just come up with a, a ton. Um, then there are things like um, just sort of 
multi-purpose ointments um, like Vaseline or Aquaphor. Um, I love an ointment. Never meant an ointment I didn't love. <laughs> um, I've, I've just like a huge variety of ointment in mm-hmm. my life. Um, those are very, very good too for, for chafing. Um, in terms of having tried wearing spandex and finding that it um, created issues around trapping moisture and creating bacterial problems, um, this may not be the solution, but it may may just be a turn on spandex. Um, you could try Spanx. I, I believe that Spanx are designed to be a bit more breathable mm-hmm. than you know bike shorts are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to imagine that they are. Uh, but but certainly that is maybe something to try and see uh, if it causes problems. On the other hand, it's still quite tight and elastic, and you may find that that still creates the same problem. Um, a thing that I have been using my, myself in my own life um, for boob sweat um, is dry spray. Um, so hmm. I use the Dove dry spray. I'm not brand loyal. It just seems to be the one that's like at the. I've never rate. heard of this dry spray. Yeah, it's um, it's basically like antiperspirant spray. It's not. It's I don't. I don't think it's deodorant at all. I think it's just a straight like antiperspirant spray. Hmm. Um, and I I use it um mostly because well for you know boob, boob sweat when I'm like out and about <laughs> in New York, um, but also because um once a month I get night sweats. And I have my tracker alerts me five days before my period comes. And it's those five days when I get the night sweats. Oh, my God. So I um, I'll, I spray myself in the evening before I might put my jammies on so that I don't wake up in a – I sweat. I might, it's, my, it's only my chest that gets it. Huh. Um, yeah, aging is a – you have all this to look forward to, Casey. Oh, my God. Well, now I'm wondering if I get, like <laughs> – if I get period-timed night sweats and I don't know. Like, last night no, I was, you would, like, very sweaty. No, you would, I would know. know you for would, sure. You would know. Yeah, you would know. I don't know. I'm not a very perceptive person sometimes. Oh, well – well, do you use a tra- do you use a tracker? I, tracker? I mean, I do, but I don't think it has a. I don't know if it has a thing for that. I'm gonna look now. Oh, okay, um, let me give you guys. Actually, this is so funny. I was recording the um, the Life Hacker podcast earlier today, and I was talking about the, my tracker on that <laughs> as like a two period tracker day. The app that I use is called IP Free. Um, there is a there's another one that you can upgrade to. I don't need more. You know, I just need to know when it's coming, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it gives me a, a push alert. So I, you can, oh God, and, that's incredible. And you can set them like, you can have it set for like two weeks before your period. You can have it set two days before your period. Right. I have it set five days just because I know that in the lead up, that's when I get my symptoms right. that like, I'm always like, my God, my left breast hurts. <laughs> I have breast cancer. And then I'm like, no, you're just getting your periods. Old lefty is acting up again. Joel's like, this happens literally every month. How long have you been dealing with your period? Oh, like, come on, learn your body, Joel. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that, that really works for me just to give me the heads up that probably like night, night okay. sweat times look are, into this. Are, are, are a common. Um, so um, that, that's the dry spray thing. And then the last thing is powder. I, now, I have to say, I have a complicated relationship to powder. Um, first of all, you shouldn't use anything with talc in it. That's the one that can cause um, uh, cancer issues. Um, so you want to make sure that you're using one that's safe. Um, I don't particularly like powders because I find them messy. I find mm-hmm. them messy. I find that's true for using them in your shoes as equally as it is for using in your genitalia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, but some people really like them. And so um, I think that actually sort of reinforces what I was saying earlier that you should mix and match and try some things because you'll like some things that other people don't. And that's okay. Um, here's one brand to give you Lush. You know the Lush brand? Oh, I know make Lush. Those great soaps and all that stuff. Um, they have a powder called Silky Underwear. Uh, so there are lots and lots of powders out there, but I just, I like that. I like the Lush products, except for the bath bombs. The bath bombs will stay in your tub. Really? They will stay in your tub. Oof. Yeah. And that's not relaxing to get out of a relaxing bath and be like, oh my God, my, tain- my, st- my tub is stained and I have to clean it's it. It's like now. purple. It undoes the whole effect. Um, I actually have a question about okay. this. I, th- I feel like we've talked before about the possibility of <clears throat> like soap residue in your underwear causing infections. Yes. Is that a possible thing here? I, I, I really I really strongly believe so. Um, I've I've heard from a lot of people who were doing who had to hand launder underwear because of traveling and were noticing that they were getting um, yeast infections and mm-hmm. itchiness. And when they began um, doing like a triple rinse at my suggestion, that the the issues went away. So it is it is possible that soap residue is causing her. Um, issues, but it actually really does sound much more like the the compression the breathability thing. The breathability exactly was was more the issue. Yeah, um, especially because when she stopped wearing them, it sounds like it went away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in any event, that that's the stuff about the chafing balm. I wanna I wanna touch a little bit on if you do use these, the balm itself is going to get on the inside of whatever clothes you're wearing it with. So I want to talk a little bit about the laundering procedures you should take uh, if you are using, you know, an aquaphor or a chafing bomb or something like that. It's, it's probably really less of an issue when you're talking about the powders or the dry sprays. Um, but if you're using a balm, these things are, you know, they're, they're greasy. Um, and so you need to treat grease stains. What you should do is you should turn the clothes inside out because the balm will be on the, on the inside of the clothes. Um, if you turn them inside out, it means that the water and the detergent can have more contact with the area that actually has the balm on it. Um, you may also, if, if you do notice that there are sort of greasy patches, go ahead and treat those, pre-treat those using our old friends, either Lest Oil or Pine Sol, which are our things for grease. Um, if you don't have those around, uh, you know, just a, a good laundry pre-treatment, like a shout type thing, just spray a little on that, on those stains and that'll help to get it out. Cold water, you guys know the drill with all of that, but just want to, just want to mention that, you know, if you're smearing Vaseline on your thighs and then you're putting on a pair of shorts, the inside of the shorts is probably going to get some Vaseline on it. So I just want to make sure you guys are all set up to deal with that if and when it happens. I need this tip too, because I have so many grease stains on my clothes just from like living life. Or like cook, like I was frying something in oil the other day and yeah. it just ended up all over my shirt. Well, and you know the other trick too, the cornstarch trick for grease? Have I told you uh, this one? Do you just pile cornstarch? Yeah. I've heard flour also. Fla- flour also works. Okay. I think cornstarch is, has more absorbent properties than okay. does flour, but I also heard that flour, okay. I actually recently someone mentioned to me, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, cornstarch, talcum, flour, ch- chalk. I, mean, oh. I don't know who has like ground up chalk uh, hanging around. I the have, house. I have literally. A, I ordered a giant supply of. I guess it's not real chalk. It's like it's like lifting chalk. Oh yeah, but it's not. It's not like chalk that you would use on a chalkboard because right. it's, it's not the heavy. Crum- it's, it's very crumbly. It's very light and it's crumbly. And okay, like, well you could use that, but you wouldn't want to use that because it's probably more expensive than. I don't think it was that expensive, and oh. I just have so much of it now. Oh well, you I don't can know use that, that I'm ever going to use it. Yeah, so I might, I might okay. give that a shot. Well, here, t- test it out and then report back to me. Okay, okay. I will. You're going to do field research for me. Awesome. 
Um, all right. So listen, you guys, speaking um, of, of, the, of gym stuff, uh, Casey is going to stick around to record a bonus episode with me in which at the request of some of my patrons, I'm going to share some, something related to the saga of the hot tattooed guy at my gym. Uh, that I that I deemed too much for Twitter. So if I'm saying it was too vulgar for Twitter, you know, it's probably pretty vulgar. Um, I know a lot of you guys have been following the saga of the hot tattooed guy at my gym. It's <laughs> It's been a lot of fun. Um, it's ongoing. He was not there today. And I was I was just I knew he wasn't going to be there because I had to work out early. Um, and I and I kind of have a sense of what his schedule is now. I <laughs> I Twitter stalked my own self to figure out when I was tweeting about him to oh see if my I could God. figure That's out so what smart. time he was going. At wow, amazing! I really, I'm very, very dedicated to my craft. Um, so um, I've got, uh, in addition to the the hot tattooed guy at my gym story, um, I've also got another mortifying story that I would promise I would share if I got either 25 new patrons or $50 in pledges, and I got more than $50 in pledges. Um, so I want to say a quick thank you to Jen and Kelly for upping their August pledges to support my patron drive. You guys are amazing. You're just the best. I'm very, I really, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I'm very excited to humiliate myself for your entertainment. (laughs) Um, and I really, really appreciate it. It it was fun to work with you guys to figure out what some new levels of giving. I know I say every week, like, tell me if you want rewards, but like, really tell me I'll, I'll take it under advisement. (laughs) Um, and before I sign off, I have another update for you guys. So I know the past two episodes I've had updates that have been on this sort of crummy side, but I, I have good news this week, I promise. And when I said on the last episode that I, I really promised you guys that I was I was fine and Ask a Clean Person was going to be fine, it was because I knew that there were great things a-brewing and that departing Esquire, even though it was not my decision, was actually one of the best things that could have happened for me. I'm so grateful for having been there, but this new stuff is going to just really take Ask a Clean Person to another level, and I'm so excited about it. So here is my news. Uh, starting this week, this week, I thought I was going to wait till September. This just, like, hit the ground running. Um Ask a Clean Person has a new home at Offspring, which is Lifehacker's parenting site. Um, I am so excited about this, you guys, in in part because so many of my nearest and dearest have asked me for a parenting-specific column. I'm of the age where I don't have children myself, but most of my friends do. They have young children. They have grammar school-age children. They, They email and they text and they call constantly. And they and they fall over themselves apologizing, and I'm like, please don't apologize. And it's a joy that you need me, and that I can be part of your life and your child's life in this way. Like, this is the best way to be the cool auntie, you know? <laughs> I love being a cool auntie. Um, so this is a thing that they've really wanted from me, um, and also I, in part, I'm excited about it because it means taking on a whole heap of new messes. In the past, um, over a year and a half. The, the only columns that I've been writing have been for Racked and for Esquire, which means they've been very focused on fashion and clothing. And I, I need a break from pit stains and polishing shoes. I need, I need to talk about nipples. <laughs> and I don't mean my own. Um, and, I, and I want to talk about rubber duckies. And the, my first column is going to be about rubber duckies and bath Aww, toys. And I have a lot. It's going to be so great. It's going to be great. It just is going to be fun. Uh, the clean cast will continue as a general interest show. I am not going full parent. Um, it's just the column. I do have a few other 
tricks up my sleeveys. They're not ready for me to announce just yet. Um, but don't worry, I'm not going full parenting. This show will always stay general interest. It will stay at Deadspin. Um, and I'm and I'm very, very, very excited about that. I will um, keep you updated in this space as well as on Twitter for more column updates in the, in the upcoming weeks and months. So on that note, very happy, happy note, uh, that'll do it for this episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast sponsored by Casabella. Don't forget to use promo code CLEANPERSON, all one word, for 15% off all Casabella products at casabella.com. And if you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash askacleanperson and selecting one of the amazing rewards I'm offering to my listeners. I would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast or iTunes, leave a rating, and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to you, my listeners, for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.